Hello, and welcome to Disney Girl Talk, a podcast where Disney girls talk about the magic of all things Disney, from parks, movies, shows, music, and more, whatever comes to mind. I'm Abby. And I'm Megan. We are the Disney girls on this podcast who, well, like to talk. And with that in mind, we invite you to relax. Let us pull up some headphones as we proudly present your podcast. I am very excited that we are finally doing it, Megan. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure it's been like years plural that we've been talking about doing this. So I, yeah, I'm super pumped. And like, honestly, oh God, yeah, we're going to have such a good time. Like, I mean, how can we not? We're talking about Disney. And it's you and me talking about Disney, which is always just so much fun. And with that in mind, I thought now would be a perfect opportunity for our listeners, or in probably our case, listener, possibly multiple, i.e. our moms, to get to know us a little bit better. So would you like to start? How about we start with this? Before I talk about myself and before you talk about yourself, we'll talk about how we met each other. So let's rewind the time and go back to the year 2011. Actually, no, technically 2010, because that is when we both first, or I should say I applied for my second contract to go work for Disney for what was at the time called the International Cultural Program, our ICP. Now it is called the Cultural Exchange Program or the CEP for short. And we both went to the same university in Canada. We went to, at the time it was called University of Western Ontario. Now it's called Western University. And our recruiter was trying to, you know, make everybody feel welcome and, uh, you know, get connected with people that were at their universities. And so all the Western students got together and you were there and we were kind of doing this. We got together for dinner one night and there, I think there was what, six or seven of us. And we're all getting together before a couple weeks before the interviews and, you know, going around the table talking about, you know, my name is so-and-so and, and, you know, I love Disney and this is why I applied and this is what I'm taking. This is my program at Western. And, you know, have you ever done the Disney program before? And I talked about how I'd done the Disney program and, you know, where, or where are you from? And then Abby and I both looked at each other and we went, oh, we're we're both from London. We're both Londoners. And no, where'd you go to high school? Oh, I I went to Central. I went to Central too. never even realized it and the funny thing is the high school that we went to really actually isn't that big (laughs) yeah to uh to put it into context for our listeners uh the high school we went to at the time that we went to it the building itself can only actually house something like five to six hundred students and at the time you and i were going there were like 800 kids so comparatively especially when you look at like u.s high schools not that very big But also from like grade nine to grade 12 and then victory lap people, 800 of that. And then all smushed together, basically on top of each other. (laughs) Like I I very vividly remember seeing you all the time in the hallways, but just with our, our, our social groups were just different enough that we were just ships passing in the night. Just a little bit. And the funny thing too, though, we both had a mutual friend that we both hung out with on a regular basis and still somehow did not hang out with each other. We probably hung out in like, you know, in the hallway together at some point and just didn't even realize it. And then all of a sudden we got to university and went, whoa, and bonded over the love of Disney. And then the fact that we went to work on the program together and then 
say la vie here we are and how many <laughs> how many years later yeah and she still likes me guys i don't know how this worked out yeah <laughs> so megan you didn't kind enough to kind of explain how we know each other now let's get to dive deep into the megan of it all who is megan who are you how old are you where are you from why you like disney what's your disney history so many questions so many questions yeah i mean you don't have to answer all of them i'm just giving you context alas i shall attempt to explain myself so hello my name is megan i have grown up in london ontario my whole life and so i my start with disney actually started back in 2008 i, I was in my victory lap of high school and heard about the disney program or actually no, let's backtrack even further back hold on 2006 and was like i want to work for disney so my family was on vacation and we ended up talking to a cast member i think it was actually at the disney vacation club booth and i said i wanted to work there i said how do i get a job here and he goes hold on let me call one of the dvc vans for you i'll get them to take you over to the casting center and i was like what that's so cool so went over to the casting center across and it's literally across the street from downtown Di or disney springs sorry then downtown disney and took me across and the guy like gave me the directions to get inside to where it was. So I went into the building, it was super cool. Walked up this hallway, went, walked into an office and said, I wanna work, but I'm an international student, like I'm from Canada. And they just handed me a bunch of paperwork that said, here, here you go. And then they were like, but how old are you? And they're like, you have to be 18. I'm like, I'm not 18 yet. So, you know, fast forward two years later, turned 18. And like, I'm not even kidding, like probably the day I turned 18, I was like on my birthday, I was looking up the application for Disney. So I was in my victory lap year when I was applying and made it to the interviews, got the job offer, but uh, like literally two days before I got the job offer to go work for Disney, I got my acceptance into Western and I didn't want to defer it. So I'm going, oh, what am I going to do? And at the time that particular application was for the cultural representative program, which was the year long program. And I didn't want to take a year off of school at the time. So the recruiter ended up telling me, she goes, well, how about this? Apply for the ICP program. And I went, what's that? And she goes, it's literally the same thing, except instead of you only working in Epcot in the Canadian Pavilion, you can work anywhere. It's only three months and you do it while you're on break from school. And I was like, sweet, sign me up. So went through the interview process for that one got that one and then in the summer of 2010 I worked down there and I worked as an entertainment and as a character performer so I loved that it was so much fun so that was my 2010 summer and then of course I loved it so much I reapplied and I went back in 2011 which is the year that I met you Yay. and that summer I worked Fantasmic in Hollywood Studios and I did a little bit of like pack parade control a little bit of like kind of guest relations kind of stuff so I did that in 2011 and then of course loved it so much I applied a third time and where you and I did, or you did your second program that year, I did my third. And that summer I worked at the American Idol Experience in Hollywood Studios, which is now gone. Sad face. And honestly, oh my gosh, I met so many of my best friends on these programs. It's crazy. But yeah, so that was my third program. And then I graduated university. Yay. <laughs> um, and then decided I'm going to take a year off before I start really looking for my career. And I went and finally did what I originally applied for many, many eons ago 
and ended up doing the cultural representative program. So I was, my contract was originally like 11, 11, 12 months and I got extended to 15 months. So I was down there for, for 15 months working in the Canadian Pavilion. I worked at the Cellier and I was incredibly fortunate enough to become a Disney trainer as well. So I actually got to train other cast members when they were coming into the company. I loved it. Yeah, none of us are jealous of that. <laughs> It was so, oh, I loved it. It was, it was great, but so cool. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's me in a nutshell from like my program perspective. I have all, I also worked at the Disney store for five years until they closed. Oh my God. Heartbreak. It's okay. I'm not going to cry. Um, that's a trauma we can talk about on another episode. We'll, we'll talk about later, but yeah. And I was incredibly, incredibly honored. I got selected as a Disney ambassador while I was at the Disney stores and again, freaking loved it. And again, made friends for life through the store as well. And then as far as anything else goes, I've been going to Disney since I was two and a half. I, I literally have lost count as to how many times I've gone to the parks. And that's even just aside from me doing my programs and working there. Oh my God. Yeah. I've been, I've been going to Disney forever. I read all the blogs and look at blogs. I have an insane amount of useless information. To me, it's not useless. I love all the Disney knowledge I have. It's incredible. But uh, yeah, so now I'm just, I'm just excited that I get to put it to use. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Abby, over to you. Who are you? What are you doing? <laughs> I was about to say, well, make to, to, uh, I heard this somewhere, but it's like, to make a long story long, Megan is incredibly familiar with both being a guest and cast member of Disney. Way more than I even, once you finally listed it all together, like, wow, that's like almost 10 years of your life that you worked for the company, which is amazing. It also, was. I had no idea how you heard about the college program in any way, shape, or form. So this is really, really fun for me. Have I seriously um, never told you that? No. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's crazy. That's how I found out. Now you know. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, and goes to show you boys and girls that even after 10 years, you can still learn new things about someone important in your life. Never forget that. Or you need that old nineties rainbow, the more you know, or whatever it is. <laughs> All of this procrastinating and tangent designing is just a way for me to delay the inevitable or- my favorite thing, talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you uh, as you might have guessed, my name is Abby. I too was born in London, Ontario, and that is where I uh, grew up. My uh, my Disney experience as a cast member is a is a little different. The way I actually found out about the program was I was 13 years old, and over the years, go with our trips to Disney we had made a very good family friend uh, with someone who worked there. His name, John Cole. He's an incredible photographer, known him like all my life. Absolutely, like in, in my books, it's Uncle John. He's amazing. And we were, he was, we kind of created this convoy to get to his house because he, obviously he doesn't live in Disney for like a family dinner. And as we were driving, my mom and I were in his car and he, uh, as he's driving along and he's showing us all the back roads. And at this point I was just flummoxed going, oh my gosh, at the back of Toontown Fair. He uh, looks at me and he goes, so Abby, when are you going to come work for us? And I just kind of had this like a 13 year old, real dignified, mature, just turned into a four year old going, you can work here. And he's like, yeah, I totally could. I'm like, 
but I'm Canadian. How does that work? He's like, well, there's a college program. That was kind of my hook, line, and sinker at 13. And then as soon as the internet finally caught up back in the day to being able to actually research it, I finally looked it up and found it about the college programs, uh, saw the cultural representative program and went, oh, Canadian Pavilion. Oh, a year. I don't know if I can handle that. And then saw the, at that point, the, the summer program, the J-I exchange visa, if I remember correctly. You are correct. Really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, exciting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that one I saw, oh, it's three months. It's during your college. So you don't have to interrupt any of your schooling. Because I was one of those kids who's like, I'm smart. I don't want to do this anymore. I want out of this now and do all the fun things everyone else says. But anyway, I saw it and I was like, oh, and then I could work anywhere. So I could be in entertainment or I could work a ride. And this sounds really amazing. So I uh, did not apply in my first year. I was eligible to do it just because at that point I kind of missed the boat and I wasn't sure how to do it. But 2010 came along and I wrote my cover letter and applied and I did the phone interview and Megan was awesome and already told you how we met as we were going through the face-to-face -face interviews and we got it and that was awesome and long story long I go to Disney to work there um so the 2011 program I worked custodial guest services in what was at that point called Magic Kingdom East which meant that I was in job in job in charge of custodial services along Tomorrowland and Fantasyland loved it so much that come 2012 applied again where I was fortunate enough to get into attractions working it's a small world and Peter Pan's flight which was very magical in itself but definitely different but that's okay and loved it enjoyed it made lifelong friends just like Megan said and unfortunately though got to uh caught up in the whole what am I gonna do when I grow up thing which you know never a good choice but here we are so that kind of ends my Disney career very short but very sweet and kind of helped pave the way for me to kind of after my undergrad working as a marketer for 3M and then be going to teacher's college. And now I teach music where I get to spread my weird Disney magic of my own version to small children through music. It's great. So I Love guess that. that's me. Yeah, that is you. You know, oh, I, thank you. So I have to say one element that I am very jealous of your job, your current job, because I definitely can't do this aside from the podcast is finding ways to implement like a little bit of Disney magic into your everyday job. Cause I definitely can't do that with my job. All right. Well, now that we've gotten the, the tangents and the awkward Canadian-ness out of the way, as we do, uh, the vision that we have for Disney Girl Talk, as you notice, is Disney Girls Who Talk, but also as a chance to kind of get to know us a little bit better and also get an idea of we are hoping to have guests that come on the show. We've got some questions that we'll be asking our guests, and I figured instead of, you know, testing it on them, let's test it on each other. Ooh. Yeah. And with that in mind, I have a list of questions that betwixt Megan and myself, we are going to answer as many of these as we can before we both realize we're very tired and need to go to our grown-up jobs. So with that in mind, we're going to start with the first one. And this first one I have borrowed from the podcast run by Morgan's Just Some Magic. Shout out to her because her podcast is amazing. Why do you love Disney? First question. I have a quizzical look <laughs> on my face because I don't know where to start. It's a simple question with a complex answer. It really is. Okay, so... I'm going to preface this by explaining, I am 100%, I shouldn't say 
more majority of my love of Disney and my knowledge of Disney is parks, park history, everything with the parks. Abby, I think I'm, I think it's safe to say you're definitely more on the like you love the parks too, but you're a lot more movies, music side as well. Yes. Um, so when it comes to that, I was gonna say half of that answer. Usually, your most of my stuff is gonna be related to the parks. So that being said, from from the time I was two and a half and the first time I ever went to Disney, there's just been something that has brought me back every single time. I still remember through some of the most stressful times of my life and being able to go, you know, go down there for vacation or a break or, you know, when I was doing my programs or something like that. And there was always something about stepping into the parks or just even just being on property and surrounding yourself with this immersive experience that you just completely forget and you're mesmerized into this other world essentially and you forget about the outside reality and you get trans like it sounds so cheesy but you get transported to this like magical place where you just for everyone sits there and goes oh like you know you have to be realistic and all this other kind of stuff but there's something to be said about being able to you know shut your brain off from some of the stressful moments and take yourself away you know the smells the sounds the sights some of my favorite memories are just walking around resorts not even necessarily going into the parks and riding attractions yeah, I don't know. It for me, it's it, a lot of it is just I love the parks. I love the feeling that it gives you. I love the escape, but also the movies are so much fun, and I love the music too. So like, I just there's just something about it. It's just it's just so much fun, and I, I think that's the best way I can explain it. There's a there's a quote that I found on Instagram. If, if I can find it, I will definitely pipe in and say it. But um, oh. in the meantime, I think. Uh, I, I, let's hear your answer. Well, first of all, I'm going to say thank God. As soon as you was like, I have a quote, I'm like, there's no way she has this quote memorized. So the fact you have to find it makes me feel a little bit better. Um, <laughs> I don't have that good of a memory. It's like, yes. To Ooh, and I found it. can't believe I found it that fast. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> you go to Disney for the way the place makes you feel. It's indescribable and people either feel it or they don't. They understand it or they think you're crazy. It makes you feel alive and happy. It helps you let the rest of the world go and just be. There you go. Yeah. And I guess uh, my uh, my way of responding to both that and giving my own answer is ditto. Um. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Thank you. Thank you. This is this is the joy of being the one with all the, the power of the questions is that in going second. Um, I promise that's not going to be my answer every time, but... <laughs> I feel like honestly, you you summarize it all so beautifully and succinctly that, that I feel like there's nothing I can add to that. There's definitely something about Disney that's just it's a way to feel safe in being vulnerable. And like one of the biggest things of being vulnerable is to be kind of more childlike in your life and to not be as inhibited by the the stresses of the world. And I think that especially like the community that you can find of Disney especially the communities that you and I have found that love Disney, especially as adults, really kind of validify, because I have an English degree, I can make up words. Validate. Thank you. They, they, if Shakespeare can do it, so can I. But anyway, it does validate kind of that idea of, of a safe space to be your most purest, genuine, kind self. That's, that's what I'm going to add to that. Thank you. But yeah. All right. Well, that brings us, I think we've kind of touched on this a uh, little bit. So that kind of brings us to our next question though, is uh, 
what was your first experience with Disney that you remember? So you've mentioned a couple times now that your first trip, you were two and a half years old. Uh, I myself was seven months old for my first trip. So I remember it vividly. Tell the Snow White story. Tell the Snow White story. Oh my, no. The Snow White story will come out at one point, but I'm going to, I'm going to save that for another episode. So if you want to hear that, be sure to listen at a later date. Uh, desperation's coming out but uh my, yeah, my first trip was seven months old i do not remember it in any way shape or form but thankfully home videos was a thing and my parents are fantastic uh storytellers so they tell me a, a lot of great stories from that but my like my first trip i remember was also when i was two and i think i even think like the first film i remember going to see in theaters that was disney was probably i think actually it might have been pocahontas that i remember like i was old enough to, i saw lion king in theaters but i also vividly remember it not leaving enough of an impression on me which apologies for everyone who loves and adores lion king it is an amazing beautiful film this is not me saying that i'm just saying to abby's brain i didn't recall it but yeah, so those are kind of my first recollections of what Disney is. Megan? Yeah, well, from the parks, two and a half, there's two or three specific vivid memories that I have from my first trip when I was two and a half. And one of them is from the <laughs> Toontown, formerly called Mickey Starland, formerly called Mickey's Birthday Land <laughs> um, in Walt Disney World. But at the time, I think it was Mickey's birthday land i think you know what now that i'm thinking about it i think it was starland one let me look this up yep mickey starland i was like i know it's one of the two i couldn't remember which one it was when i went but anyways mickey starland and they had these little miniature houses which got taken away when they kind of rethemed it to tune i loved those houses they were the best right i vividly remember going up to one of the houses and trying to open the door because i wanted to get inside but they're and they never locked. opened they never opened but i remember trying to do that and i remember the, and i'm not no word of a lie this is probably like i think five years ago and I was talking to my parents one day and I'm going, I don't know why. I just had this weird memory of being in a park and I'm like, I'm, I'm convinced it was Disney, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Cause I was really young, obviously don't remember, but I remember going up to like this house and trying to like open the door. So my parents brought out this home video and lo and behold, there it was. They took a video of me literally walking up to the door and trying to yank open this door that is never going to move. And I'm like, I knew it, but I remember that. So that was my first vivid memory of Disney. But ironically enough, I remember, go figure. Again, this is this totally explains me in a nutshell. I remember the parks from when I was two and a half, but literally the first movie that I ever remember seeing in theaters is like Toy Story. So like really the first like eight to 10 years of my life of Disney movies, I literally don't remember. And the funny thing <laughs> is my mom's like, yeah, we went to see Aladdin in theaters. We went to see Beauty and the Beast in the theaters. Mind you, I was really young when those, when they came out, but like still I'm going, I don't remember. I don't remember any of these, but apparently I saw them. There you go. There you go. Remember. Well, again, and you know what, to be fair, I can kind of totally get that and agree with that. You mentioning uh, Mickey Starland is your vivid memory. For me, my vivid memory from being two years old is on home video. We, they, uh, my parents captured us meeting Tigger. And in the video, you can see little toddler two-year-old Abby just waddling over to Tigger and very gingerly and gently just 
pushing my face into his stomach. <laughs> and the thing that is very weird is that I vividly recall what his fur felt like on my face and why I did it. And which was because to two-year-old Abby, it made perfect sense that if you were to push your face into Tigger, you would be able to see through him like a TV. And I feel like that memory in itself sums up my personality very well. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes no sense. None at all. Here we are. Oh, I love that. That is the Thank best. You. That is the best. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, see, I we really, we really, really need to record this on YouTube too, so we can see the reactions. Oh, oh god. Well, and and the, and everyone needs to see me like miming my 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 <laughs> big old face gently pressing pressing into the fur, and then being very confused when everything just kind of got dark. Logic. Who needs it? But with that, so obviously you and I met at Walt Disney World, and I know there are other parks throughout the world. What other Disney parks have you been to? Disney World. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, I've been to. <laughs> I've been to Disneyland in California. I've only been to the North American parks as well. I'm very, I was very lucky. My first time going to Disneyland was actually on my honeymoon Aww. with my with my with my husband. Let's continue on. This is where we start getting into the more like nitty gritty. What makes your personality sprinkled with pixie dust? So the first question I have for you in that kind of concept is, what Disney character? do you hope to be like the most? So not necessarily the one you connect with or the one you feel like is the most like you. Which one do you want to be like most? Oh man. I think I might have one. I think. Maybe. I'm going to probably change my mind like a million times, but I'm going to see. Which you're welcome to. I probably, probably will. Probably will. Like next episode, we'll ask this question again and it'll be a different answer probably. But right now I'm feeling Nani from Lilo and Stitch. Ooh, interesting. I like it. I love her confidence, her perseverance, her strength, her sassiness. I freaking love it. And just like, she's an amazing older sister and essentially being like a mom at the same time. But like, it's just like how she juggles everything. Like, it's just incredible. And like, some days I'm sitting there going, I have a million things on the go and I'm going, holy, I don't know how I'm doing this. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, let's channel my inner nanny. But yeah. Love it. I, I love her. I think she's great. And also on top of that, um, who would not want to live in Hawaii? Like, hello. <laughs> and surfing? Come on. Uh yeah, get me up on that board. Let's go. I'm gonna say Nani. I'm feeling some I'm feeling some Hawaii vibes and yeah, there we go. Would you Aloha. would you would you say you're feeling a Hawaiian roller coaster ride? Yes. But um I also find that fitting for you. Like I totally hundred percent agree. And also the fact that you are an older sister and as myself, it's great. Cause I think of Nani and I'm like, she's such a cool person. She's so great. She's so amazing. I am the little sister of two siblings. So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, no, that's not me. That's that I'm in that context. I will be the Lilo. I will listen to Elvis Presley on the floor, lip syncing in depression. Cause why not? But with that, what character do I hope to be like most? You know, I had all day to think about this. Did I? No. No, I did not. That's okay. Well, let's be honest. You've had three to four months to work on this. You know what? You know what? For today, I'm going to go with Lilo. I'm going to piggyback off of your answer, and I'm going to go with Lilo. Cheater! <laughs> you know, 
Yes. <laughs> well, may, well, and you know what? It's very fitting of Lilo. She will find a way to like cut corners. She's a little bit of an oddball with a heart of gold and just like loves adorable fluffy things, but is also like, hey, it's a little weird. I'll keep it. You know, can be like when you first meet them, like first meet Lilo, she kind of comes across as this like really strange, slightly unapproachable kind of mixed up kid. But like when you get to know her, it's just like the sweetest, most sincere, absolutely loves her family kind of person. And so, yeah, that's what I hope to be like today. <laughs> today. That works. Today. That's good. Now, go to your room. Whatever it is. I don't know. I need to know the lines better. <laughs> we'll work on it. Uh, we'll work on it. Yeah. All right. Well... Uh, I'm going to skip a couple of these questions because I feel like we've kind of covered all of that already. Let's do a quick uh, rapid fire of which is your favorite. So which is your favorite, villains or heroes? Heroes. If I ever have to do rapid fire, I'm going to say heroes. Nice. And myself, probably villains. There you go. Excellent. Good contrast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're so complimentary. Oh, look at that. All right. Next one. Pixar or classic Disney? classic disney for Same. sure yep yes pixar pixar is amazing and revolutionized uh animation and and kind of really changed how we tell stories but there's something about classic animation that will always just tug on the heartstrings and with that idea which is your favorite classic or computer generated animation classic 100 percent. oh yeah me too yeah one of my favorite facts is the fact that Princess and the Frog was one of the last hand-drawn animated movies that Disney did before completely switching over to computer-generated. Fun fact, I actually met one of the ink and paint ladies for that. No way! Oh, that's Yeah, cool. she was working at the at the Disney store in uh, Mississauga. I was just like, you're cool. Oh, this that is, is amazing. So, cool. so I 100% agree and love that. We're going to keep going on this rapid fire, or at least rapidly getting through the questions as best as you and I, the queens of tangents can, with what's your go-to rewatch Disney movie? So not your favorite movie, but the movie you find yourself going to to just kind of like watch again and again. Actually, funny enough, ironically enough, uh, Princess and the Frog. Nice. Which is, which is a weird one. Well, I shouldn't say it's a weird one, but like just like kind of like a weird one to me. Just, I, yeah, I don't know what it, what it is about that one. Um, Aladdin, honestly, I, I should say Aladdin's a, a classic. I watched that one over and over as well. But yeah, no, but yeah, probably between those two. Nice. How about you? This is going to be a really weird one. It's not my favorite Disney film. But the movie, I especially lately, that I find myself rewatching over and over again, The Rescuers Down Under. Right on. Right? Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a great film. It's wonderfully done. The score is beautiful. It's probably one of the best sequels of a film, especially at the, uh, when you think about the time that it came out. One of the best sequels for a film when sequels, A, weren't being done and B, weren't being done well. That's out there. And there's something I find about it just incredibly soothing. I think part of it too is because one of the things I used to do on car trips is my parents used to have the little tape cassettes of the read-along stories where when you hear the pixie dust, it'll be time to turn the page. And my favorite one of those that I vividly remember was The Rescuers. And then as an adult, because I sleep so good, 
I, uh, I'll actually listen to Disney sleep stories, which are just like basically audiobook versions of them. And my favorite one is the rescuers down under. So yeah, that's my go-to one. That one helped me get through report cards. Solid choice. All right. This question is going to be potentially incredibly easy for us or incredibly difficult. And that question is, if you designed your own Disney merch, what would it be or what would it say? Easy, because I've already thought about doing this anyways. Vintage attractions that don't exist anymore uh, or retro attractions. So like I'm talking Horizons, unfortunately. (laughs) Great movie ride, Ah, RIP. Flight to the Moon, Take Flight, Mission to Mars world of motion like the old before test track test track came in um, mr toad's wild ride yes i mean it's still around ish in disneyland but not in disney world the one in disneyland is beautiful and amazing but it is not the same it's true it's very true but yeah i i think that's probably what i do is i would do i would design merch based around like the old vintage attractions and stuff like that i've seen a few that have popped up like on Redbubble and I really need to be careful because I would spend all my money <laughs> on the stuff that's there. Um, but that's probably what I do. Nice. How about you? Weird one that I've been kind of into the past year. It's kind of along the lines of the, if you know, you know. So finding incredibly niche, very specific, no one's going to really know this kind of stuff catchphrases on like shirts so disco yeti yes oh what was another one i was thinking of i love disco and just to be a complete and total lilo today i'm not going to explain that one to anybody (laughs) (laughs) maybe in the future we will if you know you know i I know you know (laughs) okay let's not go there that's this let's not start that again or don't start that again i.e the uh beatles-esque vultures from the jungle book you know just like really but like really niche weird things that if you look at it you're not necessarily going to know it's disney but like as i like to say when or you know just this thing that just says power line on it <laughs> as i uh, lovingly used to phrase it's it's for disney fans it's how you weave the uh, the weak from the strong and i would just do it with my shirt or oh kudos to the person who already created this but this one will be important for you and i one word for you megan potato land Yes. <laughs> potato land. land. Potato, potato land. Potato, potato, potato land. My God, I seriously, it's like my favorite, my absolute favorite Mickey short cartoon out of like the new collection. Oh yeah. my God, that's 100% my favorite. Yeah. Side note of a fun story. The last time Megan and I were on Disney, which was July of 2019, uh, she went to go visit some friends and I decided to be a beautiful little hermit and no thanks, I choose sleep, stayed in our room. And as we kept as a tradition throughout, basically anytime we were in the room and conscious was watching the Disney channel and Potato Land came on and I just recorded the, like that little snippet and sent it to her on a messenger. And I just remember you messaging me back being like, no, I missed it. And I'm be like, Megan. It's on a roll. We'll see it tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, so good. Tailin is amazing. Yeah. All right, let's keep this going. 
what Disney snack do you have to have when you go to the Disney parks? You know, there's some that we can miss. There's some that you want to have and you try to, and maybe you're disappointed, but like, this is the one that you have to have or else it's not a complete trip. Dole up and beignets, both. Like I have to have both at some point. Have you ever had them together? No. <gasps> that you would be awesome. You should fix that. I've had a beignet ice cream sundae. Not the same though, because it's not Dole Whip, but I think that would be amazing. Yes. All right, how about you? Well, for me, I'm basic like this, as the as the kids would say, and uh, Mickey's premium ice cream bar. Nice. That's a classic though. Like, I'm honestly, I think between the Mickey pretzel, popcorn, I feel like is like a standard one. The Mickey's premium ice cream bar, Dole Whip, I think is part of that. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I love my favorite. One of my favorite memes is people going which one of these part Disney park treats would you get rid of and why is it the turkey leg yeah <laughs> okay now that being said the turkey leg is an amazing delicious treat but you better be prepared if you're gonna get it it is a meal for you and your entire family for the entire day tastes like ham I'm sorry like I you know what I've only ever had the turkey leg once and I was oh, bro. extremely disappointed because I'm going, I'm literally eating ham that my mom makes for Easter. But it's on a steak or a bone. I know. Everywhere. I know. It's great. It's great. Now, mind you, that being said, I I think it's been well over a decade since I've had one. And I also have a slight bias of against them because my dear friend, Danny, um, he was my coordinator uh, when I was in custodial. He used to work what was the west side of the park, which was Adventureland, Liberty Square and Frontierland. And he'd have to clean out the trash cans of basically all the turkey legs because oddly enough you never really see the turkey legs in any of the trash cans outside of the west of the park they don't make it there and it was just the smell was so intense that it actually like for lack of a better phrase broke his nose from being able to smell turkey legs anymore like he he can't smell them anymore that's so weird his, his brain sensory has just been like off like the neuron just went nope clicked off it was like we're done but yeah so I mean, it's it's also, it's it's the turkey legs. You love to hate it. All right. Uh, but this is a nice place to stop because we're actually like legitimately halfway through the list. So sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then we'll we'll pick it up another night. Excellent. High five. Ka-cha. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm looking at the time and I'm going, oh my God, I need to get up early. And then. Yeah. It's just fun. Oh my God. This is so much fun. We chose wisely. I'm we hope you enjoyed listening if you did we're megan and abby and this has been disney girl talk if you didn't this has been george and ethel and this has been the importance of letting paint dry (laughs) abby nice jungle cruise skipper homage that was great in all seriousness if you like the podcast we'd love to hear from you if you have any questions comments or suggestions on what you want to hear us talk about please email us at disneygirltalk at gmail.com or you can instagram us at disneygirltalk feel free to also subscribe to us on apple Podcasts and spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and disney music oh yeah that too thanks so much for listening and remember There's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day.